Hey everyone, welcome to the One Up Cast, the show where we dig through our old video game magazines and compare what we thought then to the way things are now. My name is Kieran, aka Harry Atomic, and I'll be joined each week by the one, the only, the face of Firmus Gas, Martinez's main man, Mr. Daniel Ferry. Back at it again. Back at it again, number four. Number four. This is like double the first streak. ever number four. It is. This is the first ever number four. Sorry, I, just, you, you, I didn't realize you were going to say Martinez mid again. It just kind of threw me off. I was just like, oh, I. No, but that's <laughs> it. You see, I'm just going to keep adding them as they as they come. That's you right. see? So they just stack up and stack up and stack up and keep going. How are you? Are you good? I am fantastic. I have had a, a crazy week running around. I recently started playing Pokemon TCG again. What's that? Uh, the trading card game, the Pokemon cards. Oh. Uh, mine, I played that uh, for see, a while. I asked that on behalf of myself and everybody who listens as well. So ah, see, see we're, we're, we're getting good at this old podcast game. We're, we're, we are getting good. Uh, I think we... Uh, I think it's going good. Um, again, thanks to everyone who's listening and giving us good feedback. And even if you hate it, let us know either way. Um, I want to make a shout out uh, before we begin to a gentleman who I work with called Andy. Uh, who says, will I ever talk about Sega in this podcast? Um, he, I think he doesn't realize we're only our fourth episode, but uh, I think you'll be happy with today's episode, what yes. we're discussing. Yes. So we we were... But before we begin, I have to tell you, okay. before, sorry, I, I just had to tell you this. I should have told you this before we started, because we normally do a wee prep beforehand, and uh, but I just have to tell you this, it's completely off subject, but guess what I did yesterday? What did you do you yesterday? You actually know. I played golf. You played golf? I did. I seen that at your Snapchat story. <laughs> I played golf. Not Mario Golf. Played golf. Actual outdoor, real life golf? I actually played outdoor sports golf. My like, goodness. No, I just I just have to tell you, this is completely non-relevant, so if you just want to skip past... Don't. <laughs> don't. Uh, no, don't. <laughs> but, uh, so my younger brother last week was all do you want to play golf he just randomly asked me if i want to play golf and i didn't even go what the fuck you want about golf i just went all right and uh uh i was just like okay but i kind of said i thinking it would never happen and then uh he asked me what day i was off and i was on tuesday and that was that and uh my younger brother he's He's kind of like the Phantom of Lapra. You'll see him. <laughs> he'll make an announcement and he'll disappear and you'll not see him for like four months. So I was a guy. That's just him. Uh, but lo and behold, the phone rings on Tuesday. And I was all, hello. It was like Liam Leeson answering the phone. Hello. And he's all, do you want to play golf at six o'clock? And I was all, aye. Again, stop not, not thinking this would happen. And it did. <laughs> it did happen. So me, my dad, my two brothers, um... But this is my story. This is what I had to tell you about. So the golf course I went to, um, you can Google it if you want. It's called Foil Golf Course. It's a local golf course in Derry. And uh, we did the nine hole. Where I know that course intimately. Yes. I've been around that right. a good few times. Well, what do you hear this? You mightn't like this because I thought on paper, oh, that sounds fun. But I realized then it's so shit. So we went down with our our sports clubs and we're getting all ready for it and you know we were there for a bit of crack but obviously the kind of unspoken rule is that if someone's playing a hole you wait till them done because obviously you don't want to whack the golf ball and hit them yeah right um so 
we're just standing there, and uh, now obviously there's four of us sharing one set of clubs, so you can you can kind of imagine for us to do a whole it's like 15, 20 minutes. So we were, uh, you know, hitting our shots, and we noticed then these guys come up walking up behind us in all like football gear, like proper <laughs> shin pads and everything. Like, and these guys were in their mid twenties, standing holding footballs. And I thought I made a follower as well. What the fuck is uh, going on? Oh yeah. And he's all they do football golf now. And uh, I was like, oh, right, that would be funny. But no, these guys were talking about hardcore. They were like, right, boys, it's a par five. No, you know the rules. No, you have to do this. No, and he's like, oh, can we kick it out of your hands? No, you can't be at that. No, and, <laughs> and they're really analyzing really, like, their dips. And all. They're going like, pro. Uh, like, you know, as well, it's not a natural sport, guys. And then there's us beside them fucking <laughs> trying to swing at a ball six times. And they were like, you know, finger in the mouth, licking the air and all, trying to get the wind <laughs> and all. the wind right. <laughs> so I played golf uh, and I was invited back to play next week. So I don't know if it will happen. So hmm. that that's my story. So that's, that's completely your, off subject. That's your random that's, off-topic story for the week? Yes. Yeah, well... <laughs> Well, there there will be uh, plenty more. Mm, yeah, who knows? <laughs> so, so anyways, console wars. Yes, that is going to be our topic. We have decided to tackle probably one of the biggest kind of things you can talk about when talking about gaming as a whole, which is the console wars. There have been many versions of it, and we plan on tackling them all at some stage. Uh, today's one is going to be the first kind of iteration of the console wars that i think we were there for i know there was ones earlier with atari and stuff but we're going to just jump straight on the nintendo versus sega yeah and that'll be our kind of that'll be like you know like the start of our gaming journey this will kind of fall in nicely with like our experiences growing up so the article that i read that kind of inspired kind of me at least to talk about this was an article from mega magazine which is the mega drive magazine here in the uk from april 1993 this was actually from the letters section, like the write-in comment section. Right, okay. And the user asked, with the Super Nintendo soon to have a new FX chip and also the Super CD, it looks set to be the best console around. Apart from the soon-to-arrive Mega CD, will Sega bring out any other upgrades to try and compete with the Super NES? Uh, so the answer that was given by Neil, that's uh, all he's referred to as was the truth is the super cd is over a year away yet by the time it does finally arrive the mega cd will be established and also other cd based multimedia machines will be coming onto the market although it seems difficult to believe at the moment the time will come fairly shortly when it's no longer a two horse race having said that sega are working on mold breaking new projects including a virtual reality headset for the mega drive a Mega Drive which uses laser discs as opposed to CDs, and beyond that, well, who knows? Sounds like Neil was in the know. It sounds like Neil was in the know because Neil mentioned there that, you know, there may be other players and that he even mm. mentioned virtual reality, which, I mean, at the mm. time, Sega had a weird headset thing come out, but the fact that he was touting all this and, you know, keeping close to the ground with what uh, Nintendo were doing with, you know, the Mega... or the... <coughs> Well, yeah, yeah, with the the SNES CD, which would later go on to become, you know, the PlayStation. Uh, it sounds like it was on the note. Now, there is one other question as well that I'll read out, which is just a, a short one where a random reader wrote in saying, when will the converter be coming out, which enables you to play SNES games on the Mega Drive? 
of of which of which the it's magazine PC. It's, called, it's called a PC. It's called a PC. just wait like ten years, and the article responds by or and the author responds by saying it may never come out. Stick with us, and we'll bring you news just as soon as it becomes available. So he was hopeful. He he was he was very optimistic. He was very maybe optimistic. It was uh, some kid who. Like I think me and you were very spoiled. We had the best of both. Uh, maybe this is just somebody who couldn't afford it. And much like me on the N64, when I love my N64, I'm getting ahead of myself again, like I always do. But I didn't have a PS1 until later. And I always remembered, oh, I want those voice. I want that FMV cutscenes. And I want those voice acting. And uh, <laughs> if only the, uh, P, uh, the N64 could play discs. Yeah. There you go. But there you go. But you mentioned there... Um, at the start, where like I, I know technically, and you could get like Wikipedia on me. Uh, you mentioned you know Sega, Nintendo, and we'll, we'll start there because that's when it started for us. But correct me if I'm wrong. I know there was kind of like Amstrad and other consoles, um, but we kind of have. This is where we're very fortunate. We kind of have been there from the very. We haven't been there from the very start. Well, yeah, oh, my first console, console, my first, if you want to even call it a console, it wasn't even, it was a home computer. Like, uh, it was the um, the Sinclair Spectrum. Yeah. Like, my dad had one of those, and I remember playing, like, Yogi Bear teaches, like, Maz or something, <laughs> or Spelling, and a few other Wii games. You had to load them from tape. And then I remember getting the NES, and it just kind of, like, we were there at that tipping point where it went from home computers to computer games consoles, like dedicated yeah. machines to play it for playing games. We've gone from a thing that was very, you know, oh, it's, it was a very niche thing. Yeah, very nerdy, sort of in your basement by yourself sort of thing. To this global phenomenon. I always remember being really annoyed um, that video games on the NES and the Mega Drive, oh, I always remember reading magazines that they used to come out in Japan and America first. That used to really frustrate me because these publishers believed that there was no market in Europe because it was such, you know, a niche thing. Where you look at it now, it's Europe first. Yeah, well, yeah there's America, we're, like, we're yeah. getting plenty of games and sometimes even movies and things like a week before. Yeah. And it used yeah. to be. I mean, I think the reason why I know it's a slightly off topic straight out of the gate, but I think that the reason was was because of all the translations because we had so many different languages yeah. and so yeah. it took longer and. You know, there was all these different reasons and import, you know, it was just a whole yeah. big sort of mess to get a game over here. But yeah, uh, just, just to, just to kind of like completely 180 it back on track, yeah. were you were you a Nintendo guy or a Sega guy or where did you stand? Because I remember in the playground it being a very, very much a Mario versus Sonic kind well, of vibe. Yeah. Same, same, same as my school as well. You were one or the other. You were never both. We... Um, growing up, you took it for granted, but now when you look back, it's just I don't know how my mum and dad did it. We had five brothers and two sisters, so there was, and so my, my mum and dad at home as well. There were nine of us, and like we had every console at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they did it. Um, to this day, um, but we had both. But I was my first ever console I ever played was the Sega Master System. Uh, so you you would think that would my love would be with uh, Sega, but it's it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. If you ask me now, I'm primarily a PlayStation gamer. Yeah. Um, but my heart's a Nintendo. Like I my heart will always be Nintendo. Um, 
I'm so glad they're back with the Nintendo Switch, but that's a different story for a different time. But um, you probably had it as well. I think everyone who had a Master System as well had the bolt done. Alex the Kid. I, it's the same one I've got. I actually lost mine, and uh, my, my girlfriend, Natasha, bought me a Master System, yeah. and that's the one she bought me with Alex and the Kid just, like, on its own. Like, I thought it was just genius. You just turn it on, and it's just do-do-do-do. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. that. But... How fucking hard was that game? I know it was insane. I still can't beat it. <laughs> I think I beat it using like emulators and save states and stuff, but no chance have I beat that normally. It's, it's, it's actually bullshit because it's like literally flipping a coin. So yeah, like, it's rock, not even like scissors. random battles. It's not even random battles. Like, oh, you had to work out the, the niche nuance. The, you had to time the attack. No, you fucking had them with a scissors or a rock or a square. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? And if you don't, and if you don't, so you spend a full level on the motorbike trying to avoid those red dots and that theme music. Ah, you saw all remember that theme music. Oh, gold. <laughs> Absolute gold. Uh, but, it, 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 like, I, I actually made a list. I actually prepared this week. Oh. Um, because, because I'll tell you why, my wife is uh, doing the 5K, uh, to 5K, and I came home from work and she was all, right, I'm away, bye-bye. And uh, my daughter was uh, covered in stew and my other <laughs> daughter who's only 13 weeks old was that excited she farted when she seen me and did a little jig so <laughs> i uh <laughs> i uh cleaned number one up uh got her all ready for bed put her down to bed great uh and then a number two then fell asleep my chest so i was able to sit and do my homework so it's all good it's all good there's uh-huh. nothing again Again, if anyone's listening who has children, they can relate to this. See, when you have a shit day, you come home and just your children or just want their daddy. Your babies make it better. It's the best thing. Makes it all worth it. But um, Alex the Kid, hard as fuck. You know what else is hard as fuck? Yeah. There was, a, there was a game. Now, you probably have it, actually, on the Master System uh, called Ninja. You're a ninja. I do remember it. I don't have it, but I do remember it. I always remember Ninja, and then it triggers that memory triggers the box out of the Master System games, and just, you know the white, and it was kind of like yeah, like grass paper. Uh, yeah, uh, I always remember that. it was just, and it was just like the guy who did the box art. <laughs> probably, some guy probably went, Dev walked in there to do say, "We're making a game. What is it? Ninja? Adrian Ninja stuck in the box. Sweet. That's it. Um, but Mark Ninja was." was the first hardest game I ever completed. Um, it was actually a top-down perspective. We freed ninja stars. Yeah. And one had, one had you were dead, but it was kind of like, oh, you had, a, like, on a river, and you were standing on logs and all, and you had to navigate while all the time st- dodging all these ninja stars. But when I was doing my homework, now, that you, you have the power of the internet in front of you, I don't. But I remembered playing a Sonic game on the Mega Drive. And it was called Sonic the Hedgehog 2. But it's not the same Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. on the Mega Drive. Am I right in saying that? Yes. What What happened was is a lot of the... Uh, pretty much all of the games that came out on the Mega Drive came out on the Master System as well. Ah. Now, now this it is where... the same game though. No, no, they're usually like watered down versions. Now, it's your even right. my even my favorite game uh, on the Mega Drive, like Wonder Boy and Monster World, and yeah. that was a late release. It got released on the Master System as well. The reason was now again, I I heard this somewhere. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm nearly sure 
that the reason was was like there's less master system games in NTSC regions like over in the US than there are here. Mm-hmm. We were kind of lucky in this in that in the in the US, now I'm not from the US obviously, so I don't know, but it seems as though in the US it was a one horse race. It was Nintendo on top. Sega yeah. were kind of always trailing. They were always the underdog. They were always the kind of behind, you know, they were like the, the second place. They were always the second place. Yeah. But here, Sega done so much better in Europe than they did uh-huh. in the States. So oh, yeah. because of that, yeah, they focused that. a lot of their business efforts here. You know why I think that was? Can you remember the bundle that they did? I only think it was about £100. Now, £100 back then in yeah. the 80s. We taking up inflation now. It could be, I don't know if it was an inflation calculator that you could work out. Um, but it was, I remember it was £99 and it was a Mega Drive. And I remember the 5 and 1 cartridge. It had Gold Axe, Revenge of the Snow Bay, uh, Streets of Rage, Columns, and. Uh, that was the there was a there was three of those actually released. There was a yeah. Mega Drive. It was called Mega Games One and Mega Games yeah. Two, and it was like yeah. a multi pack. And then there was another one that was like a six in one cartridge. Is I think the one you're referring to. Yeah. But those were some like it was Mega Games Two was the one I had, and it had uh what did it have? It had Golden Axe. It had Streets of Rage. And it had, I can't remember what the other game was, but they were like, it wasn't like crap games. These were like big hitters. I don't actually remember. Uh, As I said, like getting, you know, my heart was on Nintendo. I don't remember the NES appearing in my house. If that makes sense. Yeah. Always as a kid, kid, it was just there. Uh, Maybe my older brother got it. I I don't know. But I have a few stories about my NES um, that I want to share. Well, it was the family's NES, and I always remember the cliche blowing on the cartridge and putting it on. We've all done that. One of my favorite, my fondest memories of the NES was, do you remember Mario 2? Yes. uh, I always remember remember it being a Sunday. don't know why I know that day, but I remember it was a Sunday. Because I remember like one of my younger brothers saying, "Oh, hopefully we don't have to go to mass today." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was the NES was always in my parents' room. So if you wanted to play the NES, it was in the parents' room, and I think it was them trying to supervise it. Uh, but you know, um, I always remember my older brother Gary. Um, he was kind of he, he's only two years older than me. But when you're a kid, when you're like five or five or six. Well, someone's two years older than you, they're like 20 years on you, they're like the head of the household next to your father and your mum. And um, Gary was kind of like, Ooh, I'm the I'm the gamer of the house. And um, I remember one Sunday, um, my mum and dad were still in their bed and the whole family uh, were sitting around watching him and he got to the final boss, um, Wart, his name was. Do you yes. remember the... By the way, there's spoilers here, people. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> Mario it's... Two spoilers incoming. Yeah, um, I always remember uh, the the little machine used to shoot bubbles, and the weave machine would used to throw you out an onion, wasn't it? And you had to get behind it and throw it at him. Yeah, um, and I always remember the whole family gathered round watching my brawler trying to defeat Wart, and uh, he choked. Ah, <laughs> he never did. It. Uh, he never did it, and everybody was egging him on, and they kept restarting, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, and uh, 
everybody got frustrated. Everybody went to mass. Um, <laughs> my mom, my mom said the cliche thing: "Get me a Bolton." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can, guys, you can keep up the date. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, whatever happened, anyway, is we all went to mass. Maybe the big man himself shone down on us. And uh, we, after we went mass, we used to do this tradition where we used to go to a it was kind of like a local supermarket and we pick up stuff for the weekend. You know, like. You know, stuff if we needed a milk bread stuff like that yeah and i remember going back home and uh my brothers were all playing football outside and i went upstairs and the, the nes was still on and uh the tv was off but it was still on so obviously back then you didn't have save states or anything so obviously my older brother was thinking you know i'll go back to it later and uh <laughs> i turned it on the tv i kind of looked around me you know no one's around i'll just have a go and I did it. You Killed actually him. got it? I did it. And Noam was there. Aww. And uh, I didn't want to tell my brother because he got very angry. So after Aww. I beat it, and you seen Mario sleeping and all, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. I just turned off the NES and I uh, always remember him kicking off saying, oh, you didn't... Or uh, he was kicking off saying, who turned off the Nintendo? Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I don't think he knows this story until now. Oh, well, there you are. So, Apologies. So, <laughs> my first ever go at Mario 2 was completing it. Uh, just a, a side story about Mario 2 as well. Uh, Mario 2, the Mario 2 that we got here, was different than the Mario 2 that came out yeah. in Japan. It was, they, a re- it was called the Lost Levels here, yeah, wasn't it? Brought we, out it it later, got re-released it? here then on the Super Nintendo as the Lost Levels and the, uh, like the Mario World, or Mario All-Stars, that's what it was. And it got yeah. re-released and like a spruced up sort of version for uh, for the Super Nintendo called Mario: The Lost Levels. But Mario Two that we got here was a game in Japan for the Famicom Disk System. Nintendo released games on like wee floppy disks for a time, and yeah. it was called Doki Doki Panic. And right. what it was was a game for the oh, I can't even remember now. It was the something Dream Family. It was like a TV. Right. It was like a TV festival or something over in Japan, and they commissioned uh-huh. Nintendo to make a game for this festival. And right. so that was why that like they go around all the different worlds and all in Mario Two because that's supposed to be like a dream world. Ah, there you go. I never knew that. Yeah, that's why it was so vastly different to all the other Mario games. But Nintendo owned the rights to the game, but not the characters. Uh-huh. And then right. whenever they shipped Mario Two, like the Lost Levels over the at a, a US playtester. I can't remember his name, but he he played the game and he said this is horrible, it's way too hard, it feels cruel. Like why are you do, why yeah. no one's going to like this? So Miyamoto looked at the game and went, "Well, yeah, we have this other game that we made that we're doing nothing with. Let it feels kind of like a Mario game. Let's just slap Mario characters on it." make Mario be make it all be a dream that Mario's having like no like an invasion of the dream world yeah and then go from there and that's why Wart kind of never showed up again could you imagine if they did that nowadays like you know they released a version of a game in Japan and then you know they, they released a completely different version here mm. people would go insane yeah but like if it was just a wee game with like a dog or something running about yeah. doing stuff and then like imagine if it was like Okami like imagine Okami yeah. came out and then all of a sudden over here it was a Spyro game <laughs> do you know what I mean or Skylanders game or, or Skylanders something. game or something <laughs> but, but then you see that was the thing though because there was no internet it, yeah. 
it was very it was the the flow of information was pretty much not there like i remember hearing rumblings of like uh oh this is you know it, it, this is different you know this is a different and it was almost like a it was almost like a conspiracy theory yeah. No, like, oh, really? Like, you know, oh, I hear that there's another Mario 2 that's, like, the real Mario 2. And then, just to close out this wee segue, um, in Japan, Nintendo then re-released the Mario 2 that we got here, if you can keep up. The Mario 2 that we got here got re-released in Japan then as Mario USA. What? Because there was a notion in Japan that us over here and in the States, like us Westerners, that we were really bad at games and we need easy games and we can't play hard games. And you know what I mean? We're we're a bit softer than them. But speaking of uh, how hard, like Lost Levels, I've never completed Lost Levels. It was ridiculous. I think I got to the World Free 2 or something. But do you remember the Turtles game? The Turtles game on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. I've got that in the room and it's I cannot get through it. What an amazing game. What an amazing game. But I've never completed that either. See, when I was doing my research on this, I don't think I've completed Bar Mario 2. Any other NES game? I'm nearly I'm nearly uh I'm nearly convinced that there must be some difference with the Turtles game or it must play slow well you know why some games play slower here than in the states because our refresh yeah. rate is 50 hertz and there's a 60 hertz yeah. I'm convinced that it must be a speed thing or a level thing or I don't know but to see everybody that I hear from the US or anybody I talk to from the US hates that Turtles game but everybody I talk Wait. to from here loves it do you remember the dam level you had to defuse the bombs and all yeah the seaweed and all and the yeah oh Golden. People hate golden. that, and 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 uh, our our American friends seem to. Re- I mean, if you're from the US and you're listening and you want to chime in, feel free. We have a question section at the end for questions if anybody wants to chime in. But yeah, everyone from the states seems to hate that. Well, I'd, they can I'd, just sit there with their, well, their well, shitty Mario Two. <laughs> <laughs> they can have their Mario USA. We'll keep Turtles Europe. Um, um. While we're talking about the NES, I need to kind of give a special mention, and I'm going to give you homework again as well for your YouTube channel because you know okay. I love to give you extra work. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite, one thing that the older generations did, and we don't really have anymore, is box art. No, it's oh. still out there with Ninja, but back then, like box art was just a magical thing, and to me, and the big question I pose to you now and to anyone who's listening. My favorite box art of all time, and if you could kindly put up an image for YouTube, Kieran, would be greatly appreciated, is Super Mario Brawlers 3. Oh, that, I remember that, that so well. Box art, that image, that image to me basically captures my childhood. You just look at it, and even a child could look at it now. You have this cartoonish looking man with a raccoon tail flying, and it just it just makes you want to pick up the box. Um, one day I will have that framed in my house somewhere. Um, it's just to me, it's my favorite box of all time, and every time I see it, I just can't help but smile. I I had I had I have a story about that box art. Well, pretty much just about Mario Three rather than the box art, but still, it's the box art I remember seeing. Whenever I was younger, like really, really young, the way it worked in in my house, both my parents would have worked during the day and whenever yeah. we came home from school we got collected by my my granny and my granddad 
and they uh-huh. would look after us until like five half five ish or whatever time and my parents would come home and that's kind of the way it ran yeah and i remember being given and uh or having a nintendo watch like a wee, digi- wee kids digital watch of like mario or something that was like a mario 3 themed watch and I yeah. remember being given it on like at the start of the week. Now my time may be off because I'm trying to recall like times apart. But I, I for yeah. some reason in my head I recall this happening within a week, definitely within a short space of time. But I was given this watch, and I remember my dad one day saying to me like, "Oh, here, let me see your watch. I'll set a wee alarm or something." And it was like like a Friday morning or something. And right. he like set, he like set a wee alarm, and he was mucking around, and that was fine. And I went to school as normal when we watched, just proud as punch, because we all had school uniforms here, and mm-hmm. you know I was in my school uniform, but my my watch sat out proud because that was my own wee personal stamp, like you know that's the, I I love me me Mario, and yeah. I came home and me or me 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 granddad collected me from school and brought me home and sat there and we played games and toys and whatever and my mum and dad came in and as my dad came into the living room he was sitting on like the sofa which was facing the armchair that I would always sit on so my dad was sitting facing me and the wee alarm beeped on my wristwatch and he put his hand behind his back and pulled out a copy of Mario 3 oh my God. so that was like his wee plan of like you know setting the alarm and then when the alarm went off he like pulled out the box and was like here I got this for you and just, I remember to this day seeing that yellow box art just coming out oh. and just being like, oh my God, this is Mario 3. Like, I've, I have I heard of this, but I have never played it. Like, I can't wait. I pay a fortune just to have that in a box. Just have the box. Oh, so, so good. That's my wee Mario 3 story. I, I just hope, you know, our children or our children's children end up having stories like that where they look at Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember box. my dad put his hand behind his back and pulled out 40 quid in V-Bucks. And I man, bought I got that skin. I, I still have I still have the login. I still have the password. <laughs> I mine it this day. They tried to hack it, hey, but they couldn't. They couldn't get um, on, hey, because they didn't but, know the name of my first pet. Before I move, we move on for NES. Um, I just want to make a wee special mention. They won all our game. Yeah, that, that's just is also an R we game in my heart. Is a boy in his blob. Oh, love it again! Uh, it got mediocre reviews. Yep, and fucking loved it. I mean, you hug a blob. Like, how could that not? Love? Yeah, and you feed him jelly beans, and he turns on the ships. Yeah, and you can like fly, and you can turn them onto a hoover, and like you know, you can turn onto a brush. So you you brush a floor, and then you give them a hug. What's oh, not to love? Because yeah, you done a good job. Maybe, maybe like maybe the blood had low self morale or something. They constantly That's... needed affection. But well, I mean, if we eating jelly beans all day, it probably has like I don't know, some sort of like you know, like a weight issue or something, or maybe just you know, doesn't feel good about himself or just eating jelly beans all day. So you give him a hug and make him feel better. <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, we never know, but at least at least we're giving him a hug. We're helping him out. <laughs> so, anyways, we've been on the NES for a while. We've uh, yeah. we we're def we're we're blasted through that half hour. Anyway, what? What, what are cares? we on? Who cares? What? Like, uh, my record time is like thirty four minutes. Yes. I don't. I I don't know what our intro time is going to be on that, or my editing time, yeah. but we'll see how yeah. much I can save. Um, okay. The 
so we'll move on. We'll talk about Sega for a while. Uh, yeah. Sega. This is for you, Andy. This yeah. is for you. Yeah. Sega for me was, it was weird. I had the NES and then I got the Mega Drive. So I had an right. 8-bit system and a 16-bit system, but I never knew right. anything about bits or what they were or what they that? did. Or... I always remember people going, oh, could you imagine if you had 128-bit? Imagine having 100 bits. <laughs> All those bits. What would you do with 100 bits? My friend told me that he has a PC that's 200 bits. Oh, mine, I just, uh, do you hear Nintendo as a game? It's like, it, it's an extra, like, free bits. But? It's an extra bit. It's mad. Oh, oh, PlayStation's 32 bits, but Nintendo's 64 bits now. That's yeah, it's like, it's why Sony's crap and it's why PlayStation's going <laughs> to die because N64's got two PlayStations on it. Uh, me and uh, my sister, Josephine, uh, just a, called a Grey Station and, okay. a PlayStation <laughs> and a PlayStation Poo. Love it. Uh, uh, my how the tides And then the Sega, the Sega Sad turn no boo i i loved the saturn but then again all right right my my history with sega right my uh, if you're down here anytime well i'll put it on you can have a go yeah but i need to play dreamcast as well now play that oh man dreamcast is uh do you know what i sega kind of runs under the next part that we're going to talk about in console wars where we introduce kind of sony into the mix but i'll i'll save do you know what? I'll save me Saturn stories and I'll save me Dreamcast stories until then because that's all kind yeah. of PlayStation era stuff. But Mega Drive for me was like the cool system. Like Nintendo yeah. was the kid system and Mega Drive was the cool system. Like it yeah. was edgy. It had like Michael Jackson had a game on there for, for you know what I mean? Time. Like that was like, oh man, you could play Moonwalker and like you had all yeah. these games that were like golden axe with like boys with like eight million muscles on the front of the box with swords and all. And do you remember Mortal Kombat had blood in the Super Nintendo version? Mortal Kombat actually had blood. The SNES one had like sweat or something. They changed it, it to be like blue or green, was it? Or. The, but they I changed the it. Closest it has reptile had green blood. That was about us. Yeah, but it, like it was like Sega was the edgy system, and yeah. you know it was like, and and then it, they they done that marketing campaign that was like you know blast processing and all, and like Sega's going dead fast and all, and Sonic look how fast he is. Mario's not this fast, and they just tried their best to bring something different yeah. to the table. And in Europe, it worked. Like here, it was yeah, like. When the Sega or Nintendo question was a viable question and it was possible to be swayed you know back and the, forward between the two like the, the, the Mega Drive was a phenomenal console to me though the only problem was and people are going to probably give off in the comments but I just thought the Super Nintendo was phenomenal if yeah. that makes if that's a word I well, mean the Mega Drive and as you said it did work on Europe um, but I think again later on in different episodes you, you chip on but the Mega Drive was the only console I think they got right if that makes sense you know everything was clicked for them yeah I mean it was there was a kind of a downward slope after then they yeah. they definitely did fall victim to the you know the third console as a shit console yeah Um, but it, the Mega Drive was the one that just knocked it out of the park. After that was the well, there was plenty of other reasons. We'll 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 touch on half of them now, which was yeah. the like the, the add-ons. But for me, yeah. Sega stuff, 
I think the thing that killed the Sega thing... Now, it sounds like we're bashing on Sega. I love Sega. I am all over them. I probably play Sega more than I play Nintendo these days. I Probably because yeah. there's more things I can discover and they're a bit cheaper. Yeah. But for me, the controller was the killer. Uh, the SNES yeah. controller was just better. It felt well yeah. spongy to me. I didn't like like the D-pad. Even nowadays, I can't get any real precision with yeah, the Mega like Drive a, controller. It's like a battering, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it had this battering fielded, and the three buttons were kind of squidgy, and the D pad was kind of it was like a marshmallow. You know, it was kind of squidgy, and it didn't really sort of, it didn't, it didn't feel good to play yeah. on. Whenever now, whenever I was younger, that's all we knew, so it yeah. wasn't really a big problem. But now my nostalgia glasses are definitely off when it comes to the yeah. controller. But where, I can where, sit. Where? But for example, I can sit like my girlfriend Natasha. I could sit her down who doesn't have very much experience with older consoles and me and her can sit down and play uh, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo and within within a few, like 30 seconds, we're both equally as comfortable with the controls. Whereas Sega controls are just kind of mushy. And if you want to see Kieran and Tasha play... Yes, that's actually on a video. I actually went and recorded that. So that's I'll I'll put a wee YouTube sort of pop up link or if you're listening on any other you know any other format it's youtube.com slash Harry Atomic if you want to check them out it's all good fun but on Sega on the Sega side of things the games were edgier it felt like they were more geared towards teenagers yeah and well, I think kid that chameleon kid, kid chameleon oh, kid chameleon that box art for alone it's just this dude with shades he looked like Danny Zuko. Man, and you had man uh, who was masks. it Toe Jam and Earl as well oh Jesus and, and they had their glasses and Streets of Rage we were just jumping around just kicking people and calling in the cop cars they blew up once and all and it was like no way the cops could get away with that now like the amount of fucking, <laughs> imagine the amount of paperwork like there's two folks standing outside a bar and they're wear, they're dressed identical same haircut and everything they're looking about dodge get a bazooka in here Nah, I get it on flatten them, and then they're like, "Oh, hold on, he must have been in the gang longer because he's wearing like a green jacket, not a red jacket, <laughs> so he's stronger." And then I hear there's blue jacket boys. Why well, don't even want to meet demons because they take like two bazookas to kill. And then these boys never approach you directly. You know, just walk straight towards you. They kind of would walk to you. You know, like a you know like like side a on. Now they crab <laughs> up to you from the side, and you can't you can't get them in. You have to kind of hook around. What? And then you just, if, if you're ever hurt, if a boy ever punches you, like sucker punches, just the chicken you find in a bun, then you'd be grand. Yeah. <laughs> just chicken. But it was cooked, so it was It all was right. cooked, you're fine. Now, now, out of all the, um, you know, the, the first generation in my mind, you know, this was the second generation, my favourite moment of all time, and if she's listening, she's just going to laugh now, um, Sister Josephine, uh, my favorite memory of all me, I could talk to you about games for hours and hours and hours. This is up there with one of my favorite mo- gaming moments of all time. And I'll tell the story. Uh, one night, me and Josephine uh, were sitting up and uh, we decided, you know what, we'll stick on the Mega Drive. And I don't, it wasn't kind of planned. We just went, we'll play this. And that was the Streets of Rage one. And uh, basically, what it was. <laughs> Oh, well, it's in my head, actually. My mum and dad that Christmas thought it would be a good idea to buy two Mega Drives. Okay. And I remember, like, why? Looking back now, why did they do that? So, 
I had a Mega Drive, and then my 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 brothers had the Mega Drive. Maybe they thought I was a gamer and I'd play more games and give him his own console. I don't know, but I was just thinking about it now when I was doing research for this. Like, why do we have two Mega Drives in the house? Yeah. Insane. But anyway, so me and Josephine uh, sat down and played Streets of Rage. And again, there's no save states. So you had to play it from start yep. to end. And uh, again, spoilers, kids. Uh, in Streets of Rage, we, so we played through the whole thing, got to the final level. Oh. And. We were never aware that once you beat the final boss, he gives you a choice yes. to this join was, him. This was the coolest thing back... Yes. Oh, sorry, continue. So, uh, he had basically give you a choice to join him or not. Um, so we never knew this, and we were kind of like, oh, right, okay, we'll just pick this option together. But whatever happened or not, I accidentally selected to join him. Josephine selected not. So we spent about four or five hours getting to this moment. <laughs> and then we had to fight each other. Yeah. So we had to basically turn on each other. And uh, we were, like, I was battering Josephine. She played the, the Blaze, I think her name was, the red hair guy. And I was Axel with yeah. that white shirt, blonde Axel. Axel. And, uh, you know, I just remember, you know, there was a grapple move and you're just punching her in the fist and she's just <laughs> looking at me with like a drawers and why are you doing this? Why? I was we, like, I, did, I, did, so I didn't much. mean to. I didn't mean to. And uh, so I joined him, got the bad guy in and we have never played Streets of Rage since. <laughs> so, like, there were Streets of Rage 2 and Streets of Rage 3 when yeah. I played them because she doesn't trust me. But I still maintain my innocence. I was just young and naive and stupid. That's you. Uh, the, the 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 mob boss just enticed you, yeah. With uh, <laughs> with with promises of of gold and money and and fame and power, and you just you, you had to you had to take it I, on. I just I just had to do it. I just had to do it. <laughs> so that right. was just one of my favorite memories. Pivotal Sega moments. Do you remember Road Rash? Oh man. Oh my! Do you remember Rocket Knight Adventures? Oh, I I still have it. I have it in the box oh. and everything sitting on my shelf. So so good. Probably another big moment for me in the Mega Drive was Sonic Two. Sonic Two was unbelievable, but we'll we'll go through Sonic. Um, I think it was because by the third zone, I was able to have all the Chaos Emeralds, uh, and have unlocked Super Sonic. Yeah. And there was a there was a glitch, and uh, it'd be interesting to load up a ROM now, and just to see if that glitch is still there, where you got supersonic, and I, I completed the game over and over again. It was multiple times, great, but then I, just, just through repetition and learning the past and the bonus stages, I was able to unlock supersonic by the fur world. So basically, every point you needed eight chaos emeralds, and every every one I got a chaos emerald each time. Okay. Uh, but the glitch, I always remember the glitch, and it was when you remember you going, you got to the end of the level, you had to, uh, you, you ran for the the ring thing, and it just yes. spun around, and it showed you Sonic's fist and played the music. The glitch was if you were if you were a normal Sonic and you ran for the the ring thing, uh, but to trigger Super Sonic, you had you needed to have fifty rings or more, and it triggered automatically when you jumped in there. Yeah. So you just became supersonic, and supersonic was just Sonic, yellow, invincible, and ran lightning fast. He was like Super oh. Saiyan Sonic. Yes. 
so the glitch itself was if you ran through that ring it always like because the the, the thing was spinning for about five seconds you were still kind of you could jump about the screen and if you jumped in the air while that was spinning you would trigger the supersonic animation and you would stay there I just and you'd just be walking in the air and the level would be over and that would be it and I remember countless times having to turn the game off and on and this losing my save file and everything uh. because I kept inadvertently jumping out and doing it each time but Sonic 2 was my favourite one. Sonic 1 was phenomenal. Really, really good. I never, I never played Sonic 3 CD or Knuckles or I never played them. Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles was amazing. One of the things that blew my mind. All right, and this was now this will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand on this out to like the greater, like one of the things that made Sega cool. But for me. One of the coolest things was that they were they weren't afraid to kind of take more risks than Nintendo. Yeah. Like they like they seemed uh-huh. to be the more innovative company. Um, one of the things that really got me now I may be a bit off in which games were involved, so forgive me if I am. But Sonic and Knuckles, the cartridge was like it had like a wee slot in the top. Yeah. Like there was a wee door that you opened on top of the um the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge which had another cartridge slot on it. Uh-huh. And if if you put Sonic 3 into the top of the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, so you had this tower of Sonic just like sticking <laughs> out the top, you could play Sonic 3, but you could play as Knuckles. Amazing. So it was like DLC almost, you know what I mean, for your game. Yeah. It was like this primitive form of add-on content. You know, you could dust off your old cartridge and hear some new stuff and... You know, when you were buying the game, you weren't just buying Sonic and Knuckles. You were also buying Knuckles for the older game. And it was just, it was something else entirely like this. Just the fact that they were thinking outside the box, or at least that's what it looked like from a consumer perspective. Like we were just sitting, we were just kids who got games given to us very generously by our parents. And if we asked for something, we're, you know, you you got it because we were looked after. But it just seemed like, you know, we weren't the one, we were just the ones believing the hype. We weren't the ones going out and actually buying the stuff, and yeah. the hype—the hype was definitely around the cool stuff that Sega were doing. Nintendo always had like you know your your Zeldas and your Mario's and your you know have you played this game? It's brilliant. But Sega was always about the, have you seen this mad thing that they're doing? Yeah, and that was always the feeling for me. So it, like it's a, it's hard to pick which one is the better one. There's no clear cut better one. It was like two different yeah. beasts entirely. They weren't afraid they dipped their toe into the kind of killer stuff. I mean, do you remember uh, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion? Yes. So I, I I loved that I think game. I was um, on the Super Nintendo as well, though. I'm not too sure. That, I always remember well, playing that on Mega Drive. I have really fond memories of uh, my, my sister, Una, always came in and played that game. And uh, she got really excited and bought it again because it got remastered. Right. Yeah. Um, it got like a modern day remaster, and she played it to death. Played the remaster to death. Um, I think the game even got a sequel, but that game was really popular in uh, yeah. in our house growing up. Yeah, and I always remember Latin Aladdin as well. I was so good. Now I know I did know I come out in the Super Nintendo as well because I remember my friend having it in the Super Nintendo and me having it in the Mega Drive. But that was again, it was really rock hard for a Disney game. Yeah, but uh, so 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 good, so good. But you're definitely right. They were the the edgier of the the consoles. Uh, but the power of the Super Nintendo again, we touched on it in episode one was gameplay was king. And I think 
it's just not seen Nintendo for each generation, hasn't it? Yeah, the thing I think that really killed Sega as well, or, or well, started the downward spiral, was the amount of add-ons that were coming out. Yeah. So, like, they had the 32X, which was this big mushroom-shaped thing that stuck on the top. They had the Mega CD, which was, like, a CD add-on that went underneath. So, by the end of it, and each one, by the way, needed its own power cable. <laughs> and there was, like, different adapter cables that were, like, connecting the 32X into the, you know, into the actual Mega Drive itself. Even though that it was in the cartridge slot, it still needed to be hooked in through, like, you know, the AV port. It was just this whole mess do you ever like, obsess of how hot your power brick what used to get? Yes. I used to obsess then it's too hot or oh, I need to stop playing it's too hot now it's really hot. I, I have I and I can't I don't know if this was an official power supply or if it was a third party power supply but I remember having a power supply and you know the way it has all the information on the back like you know the, the current and the volts and all that stuff? Yeah. This was on like a wee sort of metal plate that was like glued onto the back and i remember feeling that and it feeling really warm because like the mega drive was on and you know blast processing and all that stuff and i remember putting my finger on the metal plate and it actually moving around because the glue was melting like underneath uh-huh. it and it just caused this kind of like slidey metal plate and a metal oh. plate's gonna get warm and it just this horrible like <laughs> hodgepodge of and i tried to take it off but it was still stuck in one bit so it like bent the wee plate and it's just this horrible like unsafe thing that, <laughs> that you know like it, it just, they clearly didn't think this product through. i think it was a third-party power supply but yeah it had to be <laughs> I, there was no way that would have got through the qa process at sega but uh it, it even it even felt like it, it, like having all these add-ons coming out like i i never got any of the add-ons because it just seemed as though no one was really interested in them over here yeah like at the time like i don't know if you knew about them but i really only learned that they were a thing like years after i mean I, like i never even like they're still bats and bobs like i stole that the, like, the fact that i even said you i've never played a dreamcast or you know sonic cd like I, I, and the reason why I never played, I didn't know they existed. I didn't know Sonic City existed, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> Sonic City only came under my memory today because Sonic Mania, which is a the modern day release of yes, like, yes, old, yes, is now in terms of Metacritic uh, as a time of recording on par with Sonic City. That Sonic City got a ninety three Metacritic. Uh, overall, and Sonic Mania is sitting on 93, so it's the first Sonic game in 20 years to match that. And, and ironically, uh, not made by the Sega Dev team. Yeah, and uh, I was just like thinking, I've never played that game, let alone I heard of it. And this is like years later, and I would consider myself to be quite a serious gamer. I never, like, somebody might be listening to this saying, Oh, have you never heard of Sonic City? Never heard of it. Yeah, Sonic CD was like one of the like heralded Sonic games back in the day, exclusively yeah. brought out for the Mega CD. I think it was put on a few of those like Sonic collections. But Sega have been really generous with the amount of like you know these collections that they're releasing. Yeah. So they really do just kind of seem to fall on deaf ears most of the time. Yeah. I think it was just a question of advertising, marketing. I mean, they they nailed it with the Mega Drive, but you know, obviously. But the Europe, as you said, touched on earlier, could be just more expensive, you know, to all the languages. and Yeah, there was a whole, I mean, uh, we can read on that for next time because Sega will be involved in the next episode as well, whenever uh-huh. the PlayStation kind of 
got launched and you know then all of a sudden it was a three horse race rather than a two horse race yeah. you know things got a lot different but uh yeah, yeah for me this the like the, whenever all those add-ons came out at the end of the sega's life cycle and we were starting to touch on the n64 territory yeah like whenever that was kind of on the horizon it just seemed like yeah. all the hype was on the n64 and that you know the like none of the hype was on sega anymore people were kind of waiting to see what sega would do but it, it just that was the time for me when the divide really happened like that was yeah. whenever we were moving into like like the golden age was kind of coming to an end and then we were moving into the 3d age we, we, we have to we haven't even touched on the super nintendo yet either we haven't even touched on the super nintendo but what we can do is we could even use the super nintendo as a segue and the playstation yes. for the next time because yes. i think we I think we, we set the scene very nicely in this one Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, I feel like uh, I feel like this was uh, I feel like today went really well. I really enjoyed yeah. chatting about this and going back and reliving yeah, those yeah. old Sega and Nintendo kind of clashes from years ago. Yeah. So we will continue this on, folks. Uh, we just don't we don't want to. We could sit here for five hours. <laughs> just talk yeah. About what this. we'll do is uh, uh, we'll we'll give you guys a bit of homework as well. If you guys have any memories of the console wars or any of your kind of you know memories of sega or nintendo or any of the old sort of you know like console war type topics you know feel free to share them with us uh we'll and we'll read them out and we'll discuss them on the on the next episode so uh if you want to if you want to share it with us on youtube you can leave it in the the comment section and uh, i'll get to that if you want to contact me on twitter it's at harry atomic yt you on twitter are Ferryman five thousand ferryman 5000 and if uh like i say if you want to contact us and leave any questions or anything we'll be more than happy to include them and discuss them anything from you before we go no it's all good um so much to talk about about the super nintendo but oh i'm actually looking forward to the episode myself (laughs) i know this is it now we'll uh we'll, we'll do more prep and we'll continue again so anyways until next time thanks for listening and we'll see you then bye thing we'll try and keep it there around the half hour to like 40 minute mark <laughs> i i know i know we we say that now you should you should, you should put that part on at the end <laughs> when uh, it's over play we put up music and then put that part on because <laughs> you know it's gonna be fucking ridiculous <laughs>